I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. And I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. What do you do with money for a short term? you know, like three, six, 12 months. Today, we're going to talk about some places that you can put your money for those short-term savings needs. Um, So thanks for hanging out with us for another episode of Money Stuff with Moms. Um, Megan, if you have a client who, uh, like a scenario that I hear of often, like they've sold a house, um, either their, their primary or a rental, and they know that they want to buy other real estate, but maybe interest rates are too high or real estate's too high, and they're just, you know, going to hang out and watch what goes on for a little while before jumping in with uh, another purchase. Um, where are some places that you have your clients put money or that you yourself have put that type of savings? So I myself and I make the recommendation to just put it into some sort of high interest savings account. Mm-hmm. Typically, the big banks, their high interest savings accounts are complete trash Mm -hmm. they're pretty much zero percent um i personally like eq bank Mm -hmm. so that's typically what i recommend i like it because there's no debit card that comes along with it like they're actually it that is something that they've been rolling out but it's not as easy as your main bank account and maybe pushing che- uh, savings instead of checkings on your card or even just easily logging into the app and doing a transfer if you mm-hmm. want to you feel tempted or want to spend the money. So it's sort um, of like a out of sight, out of mind practice. Yeah, I think about mm-hmm. it kind of like a vault. Mm-hmm. Like it's like this vault that you've put your money in but it's also earning I think right now their rate is 2.5 or 3 percent um yeah so I that's what I do I personally like EQ bank because it's out of sight out of mind the high interest rate account there is pretty decent Mm -hmm. they also allow for you to put it into either a conventional savings account or if you have the TFSA room there's that option too What about you? What do you do or recommend? Well, right now, Graham and I have had two for sure. And I want to say three different banks offer us 5% for a promo. So um, often promos will be like a three month kind of 90 day period. Um, And for those who have, you know, five or $10,000 that they're sitting on, I would not be interested in moving the money from one place to another just to get the promo. Um, if anybody has ever set up new bank accounts, like it's just, a, it's always like this annoying, tedious process. There's like one more form, one more thing to do, one more yeah. website, one more login. 
I also feel like sometimes to get the promo, there's like all these loops to jump through. Absolutely. Yeah. So sometimes it's just like the grade is great, but for an extra, you know, hundred dollars or $150, you have to jump through a hoop might not be worth your time. Totally agree. Yeah. For those who are sitting on hundreds of thousands of dollars going into their next, you know, say real estate purchase, um, then spending the few hours moving from one institution to another to play the promo rate, um, you know, monopoly, then, you know, go for it, right? I mean, $200,000 at 5% um, might be worth your time to move it around a few times. Um, So uh, currently, we have, uh, we've been offered 5% of BMO, uh, which was really impressive. Um, and then right after we took that offer, we got another offer. It's like they talked to each other. It was kind of creepy. Um, RBC came and offered us 5%. So um, you're proving me wrong with the big five or trash. Wild, hey? Yeah, I've so never. So unexpected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super, super rare. Um, and as a rule of thumb for people to, to think about, like um, mortgages and GICs and savings accounts, they all go up and down at the same time. Um, So if mortgage rates are going up, then GICs and savings rates are probably going up as well. Um, There's more, you know, economic calculations that are beyond my pay grade uh, that uh, that go into it. But as a general rule, when one goes up, the other one goes up as well. So we're seeing mortgage rates go up. So we're also seeing GIC and um, and uh, savings accounts go up. So for us, our choice was uh, three percent. They're three months at five percent. So we took one offer. Um, now we're going to go and take the other offer at the end of July when the first offer uh, expires. Um, and uh, But other options for people, like if you know for sure you don't need that money for six or 12 months, like it's a, it's a scheduled finite thing, um, you know, like I sit on a board, for example, that has some money that we don't need. Um, so we've opted to go with a one-year GIC. Um, rather than have it in a savings account. The GIC offer that we were given was better than the uh, savings account offer. Um, But there are some good offers right now. Um, I've also seen um, half decent rates at Tangerine. Um, And I just pulled up this website that's, it's a third party. It's kind of like a blog. It's called highinterestsavings.ca. And they've got a list of some of the banks that, you know, we don't know of often. Um, And uh, I'm seeing like up to 4.1 at a bank called Motive Financial. I've never, I have no affiliation with them. I know nothing about them. Um, But 4.1 is pretty awesome. Um, There's other ones on here for like 2.5, 2.25. One all the way down at 1.01. They're not ranking very well compared to others. Um, The neat thing about the comparison chart on here is you can filter by um, province because some of them will be um, province specific. Uh, But what I find when my clients go on and they start looking at online banks and like alternative options, um, number one question is always around security, right? Like, is this a safe place? Um, But if it's got the, um, what is it? CDIC insurance. Um, it's, it's fun. <laughs> and most of those little banks that you've never heard of, they're owned by bigger banks 
or they're owned by investment or insurance companies. Like they're not just you know, somebody starting a bank on their own. Um, that brand you may have not heard of, but if you look through like our story or who we are or something on their website, often you'll find out that they are owned by somebody much more, you know, formidable than, than this brand new uh, brand. Um, and, you know, if, as long as it has the CDIC insurance, which I think for all banks, it seems to be on the very bottom of their um, website, you scroll all the way down. Uh, but certainly if you, you know, poke around and read the fine print, you'll find it somewhere else as well. So really like any of them are fine. Um, and sometimes you could find, you know, two or three, or maybe in the case that I just mentioned, 4% that is not a promo right. Um, and you don't have to bounce around. So that's really nice too. Um, and also there, you have to pay attention, like some of them will offer that rate for um, TFSAs and, um, or not, right? Um, sometimes their TFSA rate is lower. Um, and my guess is because they have to do more administration on a TFSA and more reporting to the government, which in a regular savings account, they don't have that, you know, that, that manpower required to um, administer the account. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think just, you know, park it for a little while, right? If it's, what do you have, what do you tell your clients in terms of like, what is short term? Like what's your, what's your time frame when you're talking to people? What is, what, what is short term count us? I typically term it as three or three years or less if we're thinking about a timeline. But I also like to consider the, what if there is an actual purpose for the money, are you comfortable with fluctuations towards that money? Yeah. So like, for example, an emergency account, I would consider that extremely long term, like your whole entire life, pretty mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. But that also should be in a high interest savings account. Yeah, yeah. You um, can't afford that to go up and down. Well, it'd be nice if yeah. it went up, but you don't do it down. So therefore you can't afford the risk. That's right. Or for example, like I know that I will eventually need a new vehicle. I don't plan on getting one in the next three years, but if I have to, I definitely don't want that money to have gone down. Mm -hmm. So even though my term is longer than three years, my appetite for volatility is really non-existent. I just want that money to be consistent, to be earning potentially a little bit of interest. It would be nice. Mm -hmm. um, I'd take that 5%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right now, I think in my EQ bank, I'm getting three. So yeah which is totally fine. And I personally am not at a stage where I'm maxing out both my and my husband's TFSA room. Mm -hmm. So if we have any type of savings, which sure. uh, side note is not surprising because what is it? <laughs> is it 88? Are we at 88? Right yeah. Now? Yeah. So 88 for anybody who was an adult, like 19 in 2009. Um, I assume most of our listeners will fall into that category. Obviously not all of them, but 88,000. And then if you are coupled up. Like, yeah. That's a lot of dough. <laughs> Most people have not saved that or invested that yet. So I put pretty much everything into a TFSA. So mm -hmm. whether it's a high interest savings account, because I have the room, if mm -hmm. I, if I'm going to make an extra couple hundred bucks on that account, I'd rather it not be taxed. Mm -hmm. So I'm taking advantage of that TFSA. Once I get to a stage where I'm able to max out 
my TFSA every year. I'll reevaluate that strategy. But mm-hmm. for now, all my savings go into some kind of tax-free savings account. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking when you were saying, well, I'm not getting 5%, I'm getting 3%. Um, like for somebody with the scenario that you described of like saving for a car or an emergency fund, um, those would not, I assume you would agree that with this, but like those would not be funds that I would be interested in chasing promo rates. Like doing that every three months? Are you kidding me? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't got time for that. <laughs> no, I don't. And honestly, I don't have time for much. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not like an, a, an actual time concept. It's mm-hmm. almost like a capacity and totally. fatigue concept. Like, uh, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but this is my first year of life. I'm almost 40. And this is my very first year collecting um, points for on my credit card, just because it didn't matter to me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't going to factor into my decision making when it comes to both spending as well as what card I'm going to put it on. I just Mm -hmm. didn't have the capacity to be able to get strategic with that kind of thing until 2023. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hey mama, I wanted to pop in quickly and let you know that I just released a brand new program called Budget for More. It's the complete roadmap to setting up an automated budgeting system that will leave you with more. More time, more vacations, more fun, more wine. If you would like to check out this program, go to my website, lindsayplum.com forward slash budget for more. And if you want a discount on that program, I'd love to give it to you. There's a 50% off discount for podcast listeners. Use coupon code beta 50 B E T A five zero. I would love to see you inside that new program to help you budget for more. I mean, we talk about it all the time, right? The like that mental bandwidth and, and the decision fatigue, right? Um, you know, for for those who are like you're sitting on a chunk of money for six or twelve months, like I'll cheerlead you to chase the promo rates. Like you can handle that probably for for six or twelve months, moving it around a couple times. If it's like a long term savings, and you think that you're going to commit to moving it around every three months just to get a different promo rate, like that maybe you're the type of person that you have the bandwidth for that. Um, and honestly, like all the power to you, free money is awesome. Why wouldn't you go and chase it? Um, but, uh, I'm not that person. I don't have that capacity. Um, and if I did, I think it would be better used somewhere else. I think I can earn more than the equivalent of that extra interest payment by putting my time and energy somewhere else um, and either earn it for financially or earn it in, um, you know, experiences with my kids or, um, you know, my own mental well-being. Um, that stuff is is more important to me. So, um, yeah, I think that if you're the type of person who, you know, you enjoy that and you have the bandwidth for it, for sure, go and chase whatever you want. Um, but if you're not, um, then you know, maybe only on a short term, or if you have the, uh, if you have a, you know, a larger sum of money, because like I say, I know a lot of people who sold their houses 
whatever house it may be, um, they got this chunk. Um, the stock market has been a little scary for them. So they're not interested in doing that right now. Maybe um, the real estate market and the interest rate market are all a little, uh, a little scary right now. Um, you know, it's, it's many people's perspective. I'm not saying it's true, but that's many people's thoughts on those things right now. Um, and what I don't want is people just sitting with it in a checking account at 0% um, while they try to make that next big decision. Like go find, go find a good interest rate, get it in there, park it. Uh, but don't worry too much about which account you choose or, you know, just choose one and go for it. Just do something. Right. Just choose one, like choose the financial institution. If you have the space in your TFSA, pick TFSA. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like those choose your own adventures where like every question leads you on a different question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if we can answer those first two questions for you, uh, you know, just follow our answers, pick the institution. If it's your own bank, great. If you need a, something on the side, like I prefer out of sight, out of mind, yeah. I, I'm more of a spender. And so if I know the f- money, the liquidity is there, sometimes I get carried away and start making some plans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need it out of sight, but then I also know it's going to be in a TFSA. So whatever best rate they're going to give, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. What do you consider short-term? Um, good question. So similar to you, there's like kind of some caveats to it, um, but as a rule of thumb, five years, um, because I know that, uh, markets can change a lot in two to three years or four years. Um, obviously, they can in five years as well. Um, but uh, I find that there's a lot of people that will have like a something like a three-year goal, and they're right on the fence of whether or not we'd put it into a short term or a long term. Um, so my fast, easy answer to that is under five years. Um, but major differences on you know what I would do with my money in a one year versus a four year, for example. Um, but yeah, man, five years goes by fast. I know, it, it, especially when you consider like your children, like mm-hmm. you think and they're graduating grade eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah, under five years for me. And, um, and for those who have been like sitting on their money for a while in a high interest savings account, it can, if the stock market or the real estate market, if if some market is going up, um, it can be easy to feel like you missed out. Like, oh, I should have invested that money. It shouldn't be in a savings account. Um, we have some money that we've been sitting on. And so like, couple years ago we were like oh my goodness we we should have invested that money um better put it in crypto right yes <laughs> and so like we watch other people right and we're like oh yeah we should have but a i i my tolerance like my risk appetite for that particular money that's money that we're going to use for a renovation I need every dollar. <laughs> um, if anybody's ever done a renovation before, doesn't matter how much is in that account, it's not enough. <laughs> so I can't have it go down. And I know that as excited as I would have been to see it go up, um, if it had gone down at all, I 
would have had many sleepless nights. Um, and given the amount of time we've had this money, it would have gone up and then it would have gone down um, as, the, as the stock market has fluctuated. So I'm still thankful that we've just taken the high the high interest um, and left it, you know, left it alone. It's in an account that is out of sight, out of mind. I never ever log into it. Um, and that same for me, uh, works for me. And and uh, and same for Graham too, he's a spender. So um, seeing money is not good for spenders. Uh, the vault theory really is valuable. And I think as well with like, when you have the goal of a renovation, it's one of those things where sometimes you have to take advantage of the opportunities that are at your fingertips. So you might've thought, oh, I'm going to do this in three years, but then the opportunity comes up where you can start a part of your project earlier. And so like, I mean, your, your thing was five years or under, which probably falls in line with your renovation, but let's say it was my rule of the three years and you're like, well, it was probably going to be four years. Maybe we should like get some, uh, I don't want to say bumpiness, but let's get some of the fluctuations of the market maybe to our benefit. Yeah. But because of the nature of what you were saving for, it's like you are at the mercy of trades, of permits, of all Absolutely. these other things. And so your timeline might've been four or five years, but there's parts of your project that you might be able to start in 18 months or something where you're going to need that liquidity. Yeah. Liquidity. I mean, we haven't mentioned it yet, but that's, that's a hugely valuable piece to this um, equation, right? Especially if this, you know, if you're listening and, and you're in the situation where you have the money parked on the side, you're thinking about getting back into the real estate market. Um, and um what happens if that like perfect property shows up um, and the money is, you know, locked into a GIC, for example, um, or in a stock or an ETF um, and the, the account currently is at a loss, like what would you do in that scenario? Um, and what do you, what do you do if you put it with an advisor or into a, a fund of some sort that has sales charges to get it out? Like there's so many, there's so many factors that uh, with liquidity, um, it's either available or it's not, it's free to take out or it's not, um, that if you think that there's a chance that you might want to touch that money in the shorter term, then like, is that risk of it going up really worth it? And I'm sure there's like the, the more, um, the, the people with, more of an appetite for risk than you and I listening. And they're like, what? You know, like you've got to make so much money if you had done this and this and this, you know, with, with a lump sum. Um, but this is one of those financial decisions that, you know, is not just math. You have to make sure it sits right with you emotionally. Um, and of course, like in my case, there was, you know, a period of time through the pandemic when, everything went down. I'm like, oh, if I had just bought in like March or April, right, of 2020, I could have made so much in the next however many months. Um, because hindsight is 2020. <laughs> right. And all of a sudden, I'm the perfect investor when I look backwards, right? Yes, it yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So sometimes you just got to, you know, roll with what works best for you. 
And I think it's having these conversations with the other people around you too. And being like, like just having those conversations of like what they're doing. Like we've both shared what we're doing. We may be perfect strangers to the people listening to this, but there's, I I just feel like everyone just needs to be a little bit more transparent and a little bit Mm -hmm. less uncomfortable talking about money because when I do better, you'll do better. When you've made a mistake, you can share it with me. So like, and sometimes you need to make the mistake. Sometimes as human beings, you need to feel that punch in the gut. Like for example, I had a lump sum of money. I got it during the pandemic and I didn't need it immediately, but I wanted to throw it into the market to see what would happen. Um, And during COVID, if you paid attention to the markets, things didn't go according to my plan. And Mm -hmm. to some people, that's like a huge punch in the gut. And I'm not going to lie. It wasn't a huge punch in the gut, but it was in hindsight. I wish I felt it. Yeah, felt it. Yeah, (laughs) I wish I never did it because Mm -hmm. now I'm getting back to that repayment phase of that COVID money. And I'm like, okay, well, I got to, you know, it's got to come out of my own pocket because it has not recovered. Right. Yeah. 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 And, you know, everyone's always, I see it with my kids so much, but then adults do it too. Like we're always trying to like one up, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, my kids, they're always talking about what somebody else did better or worse than how they did, or what they did is better or worse than somebody else. I'm like, can you shut up about other people? Like, let's just, um, you know, keep our eyes on our own paper. Right. Um, and, and, uh, like how that relates to money is it's like, we're trying to like one up our neighbor or one up our friends. Um, but then we know that like having those types of conversations as adults is inappropriate. So then we just don't talk about money at all. <laughs> it's like, we're trying to like pretend like we're, I don't know, doing something, um, you know, so fantastic. Or on the flip side, we just tell everybody that we're like way too risk averse to ever do anything. And so we're destined to work at Walmart in retirement. Um, There seems to be two ends of the spectrum on those conversations. Uh, But like asking your friends, like, you know, what interest rates have you seen at your bank? Or, um, you know, what have you, what have you done that's worked for you? And then measuring that against your own risk appetite. Um, But one, you know, rule of thumb that I've already mentioned uh, that, has um, proved to be true uh, for my adult life is that when mortgage rates go up, savings rates go up, and that's a good time to start shopping around a little bit. Um, If mortgage rates are going down and you're in a lower interest account, then like, don't waste your time. Um, But if they're going up, then there's probably something better out there, like that 5% that I was just offered. Um, And just for reference sake, it is mid-June 2023 um, that we're recording this right now. Um, So if you're listening to this, you know, in the future, you're like, what? 5%? Maybe, I don't know, maybe we're up to like 10% by then. Let's hope not, because then if my theory is true, wouldn't mortgage rates be up to 10%? So let's not put that out there. Um, but um, if we're back down to 1% in our savings accounts, you'll have uh, a bit more understanding on why I'm talking about five. Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. 
either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers.